Hello and welcome to another episode of Virtual Legality. I'm your host, Richard Hogue, managing member of the Hogue Law Business Law Firm. And today we're going to talk about the story on everybody's mind. Activision Blizzard has been sued by the state of California. If you haven't followed it at all, we did a long-form hour-and-a-half video last week, a legal look at the lawsuit itself. And that lawsuit has been reported on in some places very well, in some other places not so well. That video that I'm referring to is, of course, an hour-and-a-half long. So to skip a little bit of the substance there, it's important to note that the state of California, through their Department of Fair Employment and Housing Agency, has sued Activision Blizzard for two things primarily. One that I think most people have heard of is sexual harassment at the company. And you've seen stories that have been reported on. We won't go into detail on those here for the most part. And two, discrimination on the part of Activision Blizzard in respect of basically all employment-related decisions as they affect women. So hiring, firing, constructive termination, promotion, payment. The state of California has alleged that Activision Blizzard is not just accidentally discriminating against women, is not just accidentally sexually harassing women, but in fact, if you go and we look all the way down at the counts here, we see that the state of California has asserted that Blizzard and Activision Blizzard and Activision Publishing was willful, malicious, fraudulent, and oppressive in respect of holding down women's pay, in not hiring them, in not promoting them, and in facilitating the harassment that you have seen reported upon. Now, that's obviously a big deal. It's why it's one of the biggest stories in the video game industry right now. As we talked about in that earlier video, it's a very difficult thing to prove that kind of willfulness, that intentionality. And as you can expect, Activision has reacted very strongly to that. In that video, immediately after this lawsuit was filed, Activision made a statement that they put through to IGN, I think to Games Industry Biz, some other folks where I saw this statement repeated. And I think the easiest way to summarize this is effectively that they accuse the state of California of coming after them and coming after other companies in general. Just to highlight that, they say the department included distorted and in many cases false descriptions of Blizzard's past. They refused to inform us what issues they perceived. They were required by law to adequately investigate and to have good faith discussions with us to better understand and to resolve any claims or concerns before going to litigation. But they failed to do so and instead rushed to file an inaccurate complaint as we will demonstrate in court. That's pretty much the most normal part of the middle section of this statement. Hey, the department wasn't doing what it was supposed to do. Others I have seen online have said this is a lie and it might be, we don't know, we're not in Activision's boardroom, we're not in California's offices, but on its face, it's not a lie solely because the state of California makes clear in their lawsuit that they attended mediation meetings. What Activision is actually asserting here is that those mediation meetings were a farce, that California never told them what they were looking to have changed, that California wasn't engaged in good faith discussions of how this situation might be mediated as required by the statute. You could think Activision is blowing smoke completely, don't blame you. And you could think California is pressing too hard or maybe did file an inaccurate complaint. I don't blame you for that either. We're sitting on the outside here. It's very difficult to see, but this statement on its face doesn't have to be a lie just because it was made. And then we get into that People's Republic kind of concept. We are sickened by the reprehensible conduct of the department to drag into the complaint the tragic suicide of an employee whose passing has no bearing whatsoever on this case and with no regard for her grieving family. 
So start there. Remember that one because we're going to be talking about untruthfulness that Activision is also going to be asserting. While we find this behavior, the behavior on the part of California, to be disgraceful and unprofessional, it is unfortunately an example of how they have conducted themselves throughout the course of their investigation. It is this type of irresponsible behavior from unaccountable state bureaucrats that are driving many of the state's best businesses out of California. And in that video that I did last week, you probably heard me say, wow, that is actual anger from a corporate statement. This doesn't read as vetted by their public relations people. It certainly doesn't read as vetted by their legal professionals. And so it's no surprise that Activision, through its executives, have been making other statements. Now, what we're going to look at is ostensibly directed at their employees. These are the emails that you might have received if you were an employee of Activision. I also want to give the disclaimer here that I gave to my prior video, which is if you know me, if you know virtual legality, you know that I have family that works at an Activision subsidiary. I have not consulted with them on any of this. If you want to put my opinions on these matters to the side because I'm biased, because I have a family member working there, please feel free to do so. These disclaimers are important to me for exactly that reason, but I can assure you I have not talked to him at all about any of this because frankly, I don't want to put him in that position and all of this analysis is mine. Now, what is that analysis? Well, if you saw a PC Gamer article that went up this weekend, you see what is happening with respect to some of these statements. And I want to clarify a few things. I want to, of course, give my own opinions as part of this video. And you see it as a headline as follows. Activision Blizzard executives can't decide whether allegations of abuse are disturbing or meritless. And I want to take a pause right here because this particular headline, and I've seen this concept reported on in a number of places online, is not I don't think particularly useful. Now, I'm a corporate lawyer, right? I'm used to seeing statements made by corporations. I'm used to seeing statements made in crisis circumstances that are effectively argued in what we would call the alternative. Hey, I didn't do it, but if I did do it, it wasn't that bad. And if it was that bad, I didn't mean to. You know, sets of explanations for why you shouldn't be concerned about this nearly as much as you are. And I think some of the statements that are going on around Activision and some with respect to ex-Activision slash Blizzard employees, which we'll be talking about as part of this video as well, are different versions of a similar story of how they want to have you, either as an employee of Activision Blizzard or as a member of the public that's evaluating this story, consider what's happening with respect to this lawsuit. But as described here, as described in PC Gamer, these statements contain conflicting messages about whether the allegations are irresponsible and meritless or unacceptable behavior that the company needs to do more to protect employees from is not exactly true, right? You can have allegations that are disturbing. As a matter of fact, I think I might have used the word disturbing in the video that I did last week. There is no question that the four or five pages of straight up allegations, specifically in respect of the harassment component of the lawsuit, are disturbing. There is what I like to describe as harrowing stuff in there. I don't recommend reading it if you're at all sensitive to that kind of material. They are undoubtedly disturbing. They might also not be exactly as presented by the state of California, which is what Activision is arguing. And we're talking about these things as lawyers here in virtual legality, right? We're talking about these things on a very analytical and analysis basis. So please don't take what I say here with respect to, oh, those don't have to be true as a reflection of what actually is true in respect to that complaint or at Activision. The point is 
if we just take it as a hypothetical discussion, you could 100% argue that, oh, that allegation is disturbing. It's also not true, or it's also not presenting a clear picture of my company or what I did. Someone could accuse you of stealing the cookie from the cookie jar. That might disturb you in that particular context, but you also didn't do it. And you could argue both points, especially when you're talking about a company who's looking at these allegations and certainly out of 9,500 people, not everybody knows what happened, what is being alleged by the state of California and whether or not it's true. So you can get these statements that exist in both worlds. Doesn't make it good public relations messaging though, which is why Activision, as I've described in this thumbnail, is struggling. They almost appear to not be taking into account the fact that virtually everything they say to their employees will get leaked immediately when in a good kind of crisis communication setup, you would know that these emails are going to Kotaku, are going to Bloomberg, are going to Polygon, wherever they find themselves. What you say in this context is going to be leaked by someone because as we'll see in the middle part of this video, there's a substantial number of employees at your company that are very, very upset and entirely disagree with the stance you took, especially in respect of your initial response. So what are those responses that went out? Well, I think the easiest way to describe them for this purpose, and I put up the picture of Bill Clinton from the 90s, is I feel your pain. This is what Activision tried to achieve with their first round of discussion points. And here we have Rob Kostich, the president of Activision, saying the following. Team, some of you may have seen the allegations reported by the Department of Fair Employment and Housing in California. These allegations are deeply disturbing. Stopping right there. As we talked about, that's undoubtedly true. You're the president of Activision. Let's say, for argument's sake, that Activision has everything that they have described and will describe in the messages we're going to look at in this video. They have all the proper policies, and these things slipped through the cracks. If you're the president of Activision and you didn't know about these things, these allegations are deeply disturbing. If somebody from the state telling you something about your company that you didn't think was true, let's again, we're just for the sake of argument, being generous in our interpretation of Activision and its executives. They are deeply disturbing. He continues, let me be clear. There is zero tolerance for this type of behavior in our workplace or frankly, in our society. We as a company take every allegation seriously and investigate all claims. When wrongdoing is found, those responsible are held accountable and we will continue to do so. Each of you deserves to be treated with dignity, equality, and respect at all times. The behaviors described are not reflective of our Activision company values, especially a couple of policy and procedure manuals that they describe. Our values are not just words on a page. They are at the core of who we are day to day and who we aspire to be for years to come. As per always, if you need to talk to anyone, you can reach out to folks. Please join me in ensuring that we continue to consistently cultivate an inclusive environment where everyone feels respected, safe, and valued. Now, this is a corporate vetted statement. It's a statement vetted by legal counsel, and it's exactly what you would expect from any company operating in the United States. We have a zero tolerance for the behaviors that are described in that lawsuit. We've taken steps to try to prevent those things. You can see those in our policies and procedures. For the record, if you're thinking, well, those are just words on the page, they're not words on a page. Now, you don't have to agree with any of this. You don't have to agree with one sentence or word of this, especially if you work at Activision Blizzard. But this is exactly what you would expect from a statement of this type. It's deeply disturbing. We take every effort to correct these things and everything but an acknowledgement that we're not perfect, right? 
Then you get Jay Allen Brack's statement from Blizzard. This is President Blizzard that was formerly the president of Activision. He says the following. I personally have a lot of emotions coming out of yesterday, and I know you do too. The allegations and the hurt of current and former employees are extremely troubling. Now, again, people are calling to task this particular opening of this message. The allegations and the hurt of current and former employees are extremely troubling. The allegations, undoubtedly troubling. The hurt of current and former employees, also troubling. The question is, if you're being generous, is he referring to the hurt that's been brought on now by a lawsuit they don't believe in? Is it the hurt that these particular stories are referencing as put forth in the lawsuit by the state of California? That's unclear, but they're trying to make a statement without getting to a legally indefensible position where it's an admission of guilt of some kind that allows them in their minds to look like they are sympathetic, that they're empathetic with the situation that's happening now. And also, if you read between the lines, and we're gonna see this writ large with some of the other statements that we look at as part of this video, there's also this implication that we didn't know, that we've done everything that we were supposed to do, that every reasonable policy and procedure that a company can put into place has been put into place. We have zero tolerance policies. We have all these documents. And yet this still happened here, and I find that troubling. So keep that in mind, that one of the things they're trying to do from a legally defensible position is to avoid any statements of guilt. And we'll see them called to task on that a little bit by some of the tweets we'll look at from Blizzard and Activision employees. Mr. Brack continuing, I know many of you would like to receive more clarity. While I can't comment on the specifics of the case, as it's an open investigation, what I can say is that the behavior detailed in the allegations is completely unacceptable. It goes with saying, so they're riffing now on it goes without saying, because if it goes without saying and you don't do it, it's not a terribly good position to take to your employees. It goes with saying is a bit of a tortured rhetorical device, but we'll allow it that it's completely unacceptable for anyone in the company to face discrimination or harassment. It goes with saying that everyone should feel safe working here. It goes with saying it takes courage to come forward and all claims brought to the company are investigated by internal and when needed external investigators. We take these claims very seriously. Claims can be made without fear of retaliation. And many times I attend to them personally, along with our other leaders. And again, there's nothing unexpected here in a corporate statement. Stepping back, and here we get a little bit too far in rhetorical device land, in my opinion. When I talked with Bobby, Bobby Kotick, the head of the whole shebang, about taking this job, one of the first things I mentioned was a revered saint of the Brack household. Glorious Steinem. Growing up, the value of women as equals, understanding the work that had been done for equal treatment and the fact that there was still much to do were common themes. This is just one of the reasons why the fight for equality is incredibly important to me. People with different backgrounds, views, and experiences are essential for Blizzard, our teams, and our player community. I disdain bro culture and have spent my career fighting against it. And again, if you're not being so generous, you might say fighting against it pretty poorly, it would seem, especially if these allegations as presented are true. But here's where you lose the messaging, right? Again, and you have to think that this is going to be leaked out if you're Jay Allen Brack. And you can't have a paragraph in the middle of your message to your employees in this particular circumstance that takes a step back and says, let's talk about how much I and my family love Gloria Steinem. It just doesn't going to play well. It's not really credible, in my opinion, when you look at this kind of thing, and you immediately glaze your eyes over. And we get this really weird sense that this is not only overly vetted, but it's trying to, I don't want to use the term gaslight exactly, but it's trying to put you in a position where 
you love us because we love equality and Gloria Steinem and everything else. And I really don't think it works very well. Iterating on our culture with the same intensity that we bring to our games is imperative. Hopefully not Warcraft 3 Reforged. With our values acting as our North Star. This is some of the most important work we do, both as professionals and human beings. A company is more than a legal construct that exists as a piece of paper in a filing cabinet in Delaware. It should also be held by you and your headquarters, but we'll put that aside. The people that work at the company make it what it is through their actions and creations. Each of us plays a role in maintaining a place of safety for one another, and it is also up to us to continue to craft the Blizzard we want and continue to doing our part in keeping Blizzard great, but always aspiring for more. As we saw in the previous statement, go talk to people if you're interested. I feel angry, sad, and a host of other emotions, but I also feel grateful to work alongside a set of leaders and thousands of employees who join me in their commitment to continuous improvement. So that's the primary set of empathy-based responses. You've got the president of Activision, You've got the president of Blizzard going out with statements that obviously, since we're looking at it here on YouTube, got leaked and they always were going to get leaked. You have to take that into account when you're making these statements. And in all honesty, you've got journalists, you've got outlets that are holding Activision Blizzard's feet to the fire on things like these allegations are deeply disturbing and the allegations in the herd of current and former employees are extremely troubling when... I don't view those as admissions of guilt on the part of the company. I don't come to it from the same aspect here as PC Gamer, which suggests that Activision doesn't know what it's talking about when it says they're disturbing and meritless. When they talk in their initial statement about the fact that the department, according to Activision, made a distorted and false claim about Blizzard's past. So I don't come to the same area there. I see this as pretty much boilerplate, but... In it being boilerplate, that's probably a problem in itself. This is a, if not existential issue, it is certainly one of crisis at Activision versus Blizzard. And you can't just go to the same roadmap for getting communications out to your employees because these are emotional, passion-filled topics. Even if you think you're in the complete right, even if you want to go out to IGN and everywhere else with something that reads like this, as we talked about last week, you have to understand managing your employees, their expectations, what they expect from you, while yes, as a corporate lawyer, simultaneously trying not to admit guilt, trying not to make your situation worse, but these aren't very good even at that. And unfortunately for Activision Blizzard, they aren't the statements that really got problematic. The next statement, which I've got here as this is fine meme, is the one that caused the biggest problem for Activision Blizzard over the weekend. And this is from Fran Townsend, who I believe is their chief compliance officer in charge of complying uh, with things on a government and regulatory level. And as reported on, I think there are a couple of people that take issue with some of her past curriculum vitae. She worked for the Bush administration. She's only been at Activision for four months. And I don't think much of that is important. Obviously, the four-month tenure suggests that she doesn't know things that are longer in the past. And I think that's a worthwhile critique of this particular statement giver. Uh, but things like she worked for the Bush administration, not terribly helpful to actually analyzing what she's saying here. And we can do that because we've got the statement in front of us. Everyone, as the executive sponsor of the ABK Employee Women's Network, ABK is Activision Blizzard King, and our chief compliance officer, I wanted to reach out to you. I know this has been difficult for many of us. A recently filed lawsuit presented a distorted and untrue picture of our company 
including factually incorrect, old, and out of context stories, some from more than a decade ago. So let's take this apart. We've got the first two statements that say the allegations are hurtful. They are emotion-filled. The allegations are deeply disturbing. And now we've got the state of California has filed a lawsuit that presents a distorted and untrue picture of our company, including factually incorrect old and out-of-context stories. Now, understand, if you go and read this, and I promise you we wouldn't go through the details here, I really don't think they're necessary so much, and you look at what they've presented, primarily with respect to sexual harassment. They've got one paragraph, two paragraphs, three paragraphs. That's all. And one of those paragraphs has been very strongly argued against. This is the suicide paragraph. This is, we are sickened by the reprehensible conduct of the department. The other aspect of this lawsuit, as we talked about last week, is the discrimination concept. And as I mentioned, California made a few footfalls right at the beginning. And one of those was that they're talking about equal pay and they're trying to hit hard in the introductory paragraphs and they're establishing that Activision admits there's unequal pay at the highest levels. And what they do to do that is they establish that the chief executive officer, the chief operating officer, the chief people officer, which is a woman, have different payment, have different incentives, and all of that. That is not going to fly, even in California, under their laws to establish discrimination on the basis of pay. You have to have substantially similar work. You have to have substantially similar tenure. You have to have an analysis of all these different circumstances that could arrive at different payment numbers. So what California did in their lawsuit was allow Activision Blizzard to make statements like untrue, and we know in certain respects is an accurate depiction of what California put forth. That some of the stuff that they argued is obviously not correct, is obviously hyperbolic, is obviously potentially out of context. And it gives Activision Blizzard, especially if you hate them, the space to make a statement like this and not be lying. So if you hate Activision Blizzard and you want to see them burned at the stake for all of this, one of the things you should be upset about is California going rhetorically crazy, particularly at the start of this. When we talked about this lawsuit document at the beginning, we mentioned this entire first opening paragraph doesn't relate to Activision Blizzard. It talks about Gamergate. It talks about how great California is. When you get to a couple paragraphs later where they're talking about equal pay, they compare people in entirely different departments doing entirely different things in a fashion that is obviously incorrect. And when you get down to the counts, when you're talking about what they're actually accusing Activision of, it's heinous. They're accusing them of willful, malicious, fraudulent, and oppressive behavior that was committed with the intent to injure female employees, not just recklessness, not just turning a blind eye, not just allowing harassment or discrimination to exist even when we didn't want it, but actually intentionally injuring females, bringing them in to hurt them in a willful, malicious, fraudulent way. And it's so easy when you go that far and you're the company to look at things and say, well, that's that's not true. We obviously have all these initiatives in place. We're trying to comply. Maybe we're bad at it, but just because we're bad at it, doesn't automatically lead you to, we are fraudulent, we're oppressive, we're willful and malicious, intentional in what we are trying to do to the women that work at Activision Blizzard. In fact, no company is perfect on this. Now, there are a couple of threads on Twitter and on social media that went out that I would describe as preening. And I say that because 
I don't think it's a great look for a company to go out there when all of this is happening to a different company. And I brought up Bungie here because this is the one that was the most prominent to me and say things like Bungie is built on empowering our people. And we have a responsibility to acknowledge how we can push back on a persistent culture of harassment. We have a zero tolerance policy at Bungie, which remember is exactly what Activision said. And then a couple of tweets later, we don't pretend that Bungie is perfect and that no one has experienced harassment while working here, but we will not tolerate it and we will confront it head on. And that's the right response. You can't eliminate this. As a culture, we can certainly try to ostracize. We can try to punish people who engage in these kinds of things. In fact, I think that's entirely appropriate. When we're in virtual legality, legality and morality and ethics are not easy bedfellows. They don't have to line up exactly. And I think it's perfectly fine for people to go out there and say this culture, however it exists, whether this is a legal issue for Activision Blizzard or not, is entirely unacceptable. But when you go out with a thread and start preening about how great you are and admitting correctly that you're not perfect, you don't wind up in a situation that's actually as separate from Activision as you want. Of course, Bungie took tens, if not hundreds of millions from Activision in order to help them build the game that they currently rely upon. They used Activision Studios, they used Activision Money to get Destiny 2 to the place that it is right now. So that in particular is a little bit icky to me, but that's gonna be a your mileage may vary type situation. The point is, is that every company deals with these things. The point is how you deal with them. And one of the things that's kind of a sidebar to all this, you go and you look at the lawsuit that the state of California filed on these grounds, the one person that they really named knows no longer with the company, appears to have been fired for these various things. We don't know what other steps Activision Blizzard has taken to the extent that they could establish a documentary chain saying, well, every time it came up, we did something about this. We tried to exhibit no tolerance and we don't know what we don't know, but we're trying to find out more out of 10,000 people. That kind of defense would play. Now, you might also be able to show, if you're California, that Activision did nothing, that they hid their head in the sand, that they put out emails that said absolutely harass and discriminate away. We don't know what we don't know. The point is that the Activision assertion here is that there's old, out-of-context stories. You'll see them fight about the suicide story. And again, I looked at that, and it's unclear to me what set of evidence California actually has that ties the particular incidents of suicide to the harassment. That would be interesting to see. I hope, honestly, that we don't actually have to go through that portion of the discovery, but certainly Activision intends to fight it. Then you get where people get upset. The Activision companies of today, the Activision companies that I know, are great companies with good values. When I joined the executive leadership team, I was certain that I was joining a company where I would be valued, treated with respect, and provided opportunities equal to those afforded to the men of the company. For me, this has been true during my time. As a leader, I am committed to making sure that the experience I have is the same as the rest of the organization. We have a leadership team that is committed to these principles in every way. Now, the primary objection here is, as I mentioned, four months of tenure doesn't give you enough time to know what's happening at Activision and or whether or not Activision Blizzard really isn't the same company that it was with respect to what California is arguing about. Now, if they aren't, the question becomes, what should California be doing here? What should they be seeking, especially in respect to the harassment, if Activision Blizzard has fundamentally changed in an important way? And so that'll be an aspect of their defense as well. And again, we don't know. 
The stories are bad enough. The stories are serious. They should be taken seriously. Every single person that comes out, and there are tons of employees at Blizzard that are coming out with their stories over the past 10 or 12 or more years that say, this happened to me. And every single one of them should be looked at and made a part of this conversation and whether or not Activision Blizzard did enough. But if they tried, if they did do enough, perfection is not the requirement. The requirement is trying to facilitate a professional workplace in a manner that is reasonable based on the policies and procedures that you put forth. The state of California has argued that they willfully did the opposite. And that'll be part of the fight here, presuming it doesn't get settled, which I think, as I talked about in my earlier video, it will. You then get kind of references to what's happening here in this statement. I am proud to be a part of a company that takes a hard line approach to inappropriate or hostile work environments and sexual harassment issues. We've got a campaign. We're strengthening our DEI group. We've got development programs. We've got internal programs. We've got meetings that we go to, et cetera, et cetera. We put tremendous effort into creating fair compensation policies that reflect our commitment to equal opportunity. We review compensation regularly and feel confident that we pay all employees fairly for equal or substantially similar work. This is one of the reasons, if you work at a big company, that the compensation system likely takes a good chunk of time. Because if you're going to comply with the law, if you're going to try to avoid lawsuits, whether it's from the state of California, a given employee, a class action, whatever it might be, you're going to want to document, document, document how you arrived at that particular number, at whether or not that person got promoted. So the actual process here is paperwork. And this potential person, this specific person is saying that we went through the proper paperwork. We'll be able to evidence that we aren't discriminating on the basis of pay, presumably on the basis of other circumstances as well. We take proactive steps, she says, to ensure that pay and advancement are driven by merit. We reward performance and we conduct extensive anti-discrimination trainings, including for those who are part of the compensation process. Now, interestingly, I don't know when they do their compensation uh, analysis. It's possible that this particular individual hasn't been through a compensation process at the company. Hopefully they have when they go out with a statement like this, but we don't know. And then we see the last statement. We work at a company that values equality and fairness. Rest assured, leadership is committed to continuing to maintain a safe, fair, and inclusive workplace. We cannot let egregious actions of others and a truly meritless and irresponsible lawsuit. There we go, back to the People's Republic of California. Damage our culture of respect and equal opportunity for all employees. We aspire in our company to do great things in our games, in our impact on society, and in our work environment. We continue to hold firm to our principles and invest as we have in the past the resources to ensure quality opportunities for all employees. We remain committed as a leadership team to doing what is right. So this is the slightly more vetted version of the original statement from Activision Blizzard. And primarily what it says is stuff might've happened, but we fixed it. We have zero tolerance. And the stories that are made a part of these allegations, which are only a couple of pages, three paragraphs long, are presented out of context by the state of California, which they might be. Uh, certainly, regardless of context, they come off as bad, and that's why people are reacting to them. And this statement was what caused so much friction over the weekend at Activision Blizzard. We again have a PC Gamer article because I think they've been doing a good job summarizing this story that says, Activision Blizzard employees denounce corporate statements. We are here angry and not so easily silenced. Over 20 current employees, including lead World of Warcraft devs, are speaking out against their company. Now, we have to do the caveat here that we always do. It's important to note this is 9,500 people that work at this company. So 20 current employees is substantial. It's not nothing. And certainly at any company, it's worth noting that this is happening, certainly because not every person has Twitter. There's probably a larger group than these 20 that actually went out there. 
And you have to worry about that as Activision. But also, we have to note that it is maybe not indicative of the silent majority working at the company. It's, it's a very difficult thing to try to ascertain. So this PC Gamer article goes up there and they say the following. The statements made by Activision do not represent us. We believe women and we will continue to strive to do better and hold others accountable. Of other statements to that effect, these past few days have made me furious at the company I work for, but so proud of the people I work with. To claim that these stories are factually incorrect or untrue is a slap in the face to current and former employees. I've heard horror stories, all of which I know are true and shouldn't be dismissed. The fact that Activision dismissed it not once but twice is appalling. I do not support any attempt by Activision Blizzard to diminish the very real damage done to victims of harassment at Blizzard. And these are perfectly reasonable emotional responses to the statements that came out to IGN, the statements that we've just analyzed with respect to the executives. They are also probably a little bit unfair to their employer, which is to say, what this says doesn't diminish the stories. You get factually incorrect old and out of context in respect to the lawsuit, in respect of were we willfully injuring female employees, in respect of what California has actually asserted, you don't actually get a lot of reference points to the specific stories with one exception, as we pointed out, and that's to the suicide. And I think Activision is going to fight it very hard. And it is very curious exactly what California has to tie those things together exactly. But the employees are looking at this and saying what we analyzed in this video, these are very defensive, legally defensible positions designed to not really say anything, to express that they feel your pain, to otherwise say this company is completely fine. California is out of its mind. It's the People's Republic. And I don't blame the employees for getting that messaging, even though as a lawyer, I don't read that into these statements. So Activision, regardless of how Rick Hogue feels about it, is clearly struggling with their messaging with at least a significant portion of their employee base. And that's going to be a bad thing long term, which leads us to the ex-employees speaking. And what I've described now as I'm shocked to find that gambling is going on here. And we start with a statement made by Mike Morhaime, who says the following, I have read the full complaint against Activision Blizzard and many of the other stories. It is all very disturbing and difficult to read. I am ashamed. It feels like everything I thought I stood for has been washed away. What's worse, but even more important, real people have been harmed and some women had terrible experiences. I was at Blizzard for 28 years. During that time, I tried very hard to create an environment that was safe and welcoming for people of all genders and backgrounds. I knew that it was not perfect, but clearly we were far from that goal. And I'm going to skip ahead a little bit. To the Blizzard women who experienced any of these things, I am extremely sorry that I failed you. I believe we can do better, and I believe the gaming industry can be a place where women and minorities are welcomed, included, supported, recognized, rewarded, and ultimately unimpeded from the opportunity to make the types of contributions that all of us join this industry to make. And a number of folks have gone out here and saying this is an admission and he's acknowledging everything. And there's a couple of things happening here, right? This particular individual, despite his 28 years at Blizzard, is no longer with that company. And so he has a little bit of a different interest in what's happening here. Of course, with 28 years and co-founding the company, he has a certain amount of responsibility for virtually everything that happened until he left uh, the company. But if you read between the lines again, what's important to note here is that the end result of a statement like this is, I thought I was doing everything right. And my belief was that we were creating a company that was equal and not harassing and not discriminatory. It feels like everything I thought I stood for has been washed away. Make no mistake, says this author, 
I thought I was building a discrimination-free zone and a harassment-free zone. I knew it was not perfect, but clearly, based on these allegations, we were far from that goal. I tried hard to create an environment that was safe and welcoming. So ultimately what this is, like most statements, if we're being honest, is a self-serving acknowledgement of empathy, like we saw from the feel our pain section, while still saying, I knew nothing. We didn't know there was any gambling going on here. We didn't know there was discrimination or harassment. If you think about me, if you think about my new company, know that I wanted to have everything be right. And understand also that this is a fairly decent defense of Activision. If you were pretending that you're in Activision Blizzard shoes, hey, our guys maybe didn't do a great job, but for 28 years, one of the heads of our studio thought he was doing what was necessary, says him. California is going to argue that, obviously. They already have with respect to the complaint that they filed. Thought he was doing nothing wrong. We see the same kind of notion from Chris Metzen, also ex of Blizzard. We failed, he says, and I'm sorry. Now, that's pretty close to an admission of guilt. To all of you at Blizzard, those of you I know and those of you whom I've never met, I offer you my very deepest apologies for the part I played in a culture that fostered harassment, inequality, and indifference. There is no excuse. We failed too many people when they needed us because we had the privilege of not noticing, not engaging, and not creating necessary space for the colleagues who needed us as leaders. I wish my apology could make any kind of difference. It can't. After reading so many of the experiences that have been shared over the past few days, a lot of common themes scream out. I was conditioned to think it was normal. I never spoke up for fear of reprisal. I didn't trust HR. Nothing was going to change anyway. On and on it goes. Friends and colleagues, people I have valued and admired for years were directly harmed because I was not present enough to ask, to listen, to hear these stories when it mattered. I'm left feeling the same shock. You can only be shocked if you're surprised. Disgust and anger that many of you are and having trouble reconciling the place I knew, loved, and worked in for so long with the hard reality that has been presented over the past few days. It's like starting staring at two totally different worlds. So you see the bifurcation of people that are working there right now, the initial statements that we looked at, and the statements coming from people that don't work there anymore. Both are pretty much the same. The allegations are disturbing. They are shocking. I feel disgust and anger. You saw that emotionality represented in J. Allen Brack's statement. I feel angry, sad, and a host of other emotions. Where they separate, however, is whether or not the state of California is accurately presenting the company as it exists today. Whereas the people that have left feel more free to say, oh yeah, California is probably right. They probably didn't just bring this out of the woodwork. And so I'm shocked that where I thought I worked wasn't where I thought I worked. But also note with both of these statements, the statement is that I'm shocked. I'm surprised there's gambling going on at this establishment. And to the extent that it did happen, to the extent Activision Blizzard is exactly as described by the state of California, these statements I find to be incredible, lacking in credibility, because there is very little chance that if the company were actually willful, malicious, fraudulent, and oppressive with an intent to injure females, that the people that led it for three decades, that worked on its biggest properties, could not have known. So you're stuck in this situation that says, out of our two options, it's either that Basically, everyone that has worked at Activision Blizzard, that is working at Activision Blizzard, that is putting out these statements, etc., is lying, that they knew all of this, or the state of California reached too far. I honestly think that either possibility is equally likely, although I find it really hard to imagine that there would be documentary proof 
of Activision Blizzard intentionally trying to harm women, either on a discriminatory or harassment basis. So looking at all of this, we've got a messaging situation where you've got different messages going out everywhere. You've got Activision Blizzard losing the plot with their own employees. You've got folks like PC Gamer who are doing a great job of summarizing things, not necessarily reading these statements as lawyers or as anybody that's really looking at what they're saying specifically, and I don't blame them. And the ultimate result is that the state of California is getting what it wants out of the initial filing of that complaint, which is chaos and anarchy at Activision Blizzard, bringing them back to the table at minimum, more open to the state of California's offer, whatever they offered at mediation, however big that fine is, whatever requirements they were going to make out of the company, that Activision Blizzard is right now in a public relations crisis and failing the call to solving that crisis. Now, maybe that's an entirely difficult and impossible situation that they find themselves in, but I can't help but imagine that there were ways to better handle this, knowing that these emails would get leaked, knowing that your employees would respond this way, and knowing that your former employees would probably go out there self-defensively, but otherwise empathetic and sympathetic to folks that are a part of very, very bad stories and things that make Activision Blizzard look very bad. This has been Virtual Legality for today. If you enjoy these talks about technology, video games, business, and law, please consider supporting the channel at Patreon. Every little bit helps. Or just subscribing and telling your friends that we're having these conversations. Obviously, the video we did last week on this topic has proved to be very popular. I wish a lot more of our popular videos weren't about such serious and honestly downright depressing news material, but I'm very happy that we have a space here to have these conversations. Please leave a comment on that video if you take a look at it in this video, talking about what you think of these messaging issues of Activision Blizzard of the state of California in general, and I will catch you on the very next episode of Virtual Legality. Virtual Legality is a YouTube video series with audio podcast versions presented as commentary and for education and entertainment purposes only. It does not constitute legal advice and does not create an attorney-client relationship. If you have legal questions about the topics discussed, please consult your own legal counsel.